You are listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode number 156, side A, in our pants. This is Give Me Five podcast, it's the night entertaining show about very many things. This is a side A episode, which means pop culture, entertainment news, movies, the music. This week, I am the Blair Wolf, and I am joined by Bud Nelson. Hey, yeah, I'm dark, I'm mysterious, I feel like I've had some trauma in my life, but chicks still dig me. And Rob Becca de Mornay. Do you have a creamsicle? No. (laughs) This week, we are going to talk about the Wolf of Snow Hollow. Mark of the Witchworm by Steve Van Sampson. And the new that we've been able to read. Yeah. And you have not been able to read. And but your life sucks as a result of it. So suck it. Yeah, you can pre-order it. Yep. I got that information all queued up for you people. Awesome. And we will talk and listen to just a little tiny bit of the new album by one of uh, my favorite artists. So below, the album is called Left Behind. Okay, so here's the deal. We're going to talk about some music. If you're going to feel spoiled by us talking about some music, I don't want to hear about it. However, we're also going to talk about a book that very few people have had a chance to read. We're not spoiling that because we respect the author. Uh, So we won't spoil that kind of stuff. We're Uh, also going to talk about a movie that we might spoil. I didn't see it. I might have paid for someone to see it, though. We got to figure that out. Oh, oh, no. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, I got a ran- like a random charge for the exact price of renting that movie last night when I wasn't actually doing anything. I, I have no idea what someone rented. Was it $14.99? No, renting, not buying. Oh, because it was only available yeah. to purchase on on my end when I looked at it. Uh, I, there was a rental fee of like six bucks, yeah, but I rented it for four ninety nine. Oh, yeah. I bought it apparently. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that the listeners don't need to hear about this, unless it was one of them that rented a movie on my credit card. Bastards. But anyway, so spoilers. Was. We'll do something, uh, and yeah, we just don't be angry. So let, let's go right into news here. Uh, there, there's some news. There's some news. There is some news. Cyberpunk 2077 (laughs) has been delayed again, this time to December 10th. So three weeks after the previously slated release date of November 19th. Now, the holdup here in the game is allegedly due to some issues that they have to do with uh, current-gen releases the game is done allegedly um but it is unfortunately going to be released three weeks later Uh, i pre-ordered this game because i've got a great i told myself at one point i'm never doing pre-orders again but i did do a pre-order for this game uh because it was like 40 bucks it was like 15 dollars or 16 dollars cheaper or whatever it was than had i bought it 
Um, mm. So, but what's also funny is I've also accumulated quite a few other games that I'm not done with. So when I said, <coughs> when I heard that it was delayed, I was like, sweet, which I know a lot of people were annoyed, but I was happy because now I can actually, you know, finish Avengers and squadrons and everything else that I need to play. Hmm. Yeah. What do you think, Rob? I, um, I, I, I might know your response. I think if it's not ready, you should delay it. Absolutely. I am. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how I feel. Um, I know you guys feel the same way on this. I've, you know, I, I don't, man, the only time I ever see tweets from people and stuff like that is when I Google a subject and that pops up, mm-hmm. you know, in the little bar. And there's a lot of people uh, kicking up a storm about this and um, and being really upset. We've talked about this before. If they're going to delay a game, it's probably for the best because there's an issue. We we all saw what happened with Mass Effect, how, you know, that was a completely unfinished game that got put out and turned so many people away so quickly um, from a game that turned out to be not very good anyway, but Cyberpunk Yep. I still haven't gone back and played any Assassin's Creed after after some of Ubisoft's debacles. No. I, I was so mad at Assassin's Creed because every time something broke on that game, Rob would call me and give me an angry rant on the phone. We had to literally start a podcast so we had a more of a, a ability to give angry rants to more people than just me. But, yeah. but in all honesty, I mean, nothing pisses me off faster than paying for a game that you can't play because it's because the game itself is broken. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Absolutely. And then you do, like even when they fix it, a lot of times you have to like start over, or a lot of times the the air the thing that's broken causes you to have to restart. Yeah, or you get stuck in like an eternal loop of dying or something like that. Yeah, eternal loop of dying. Great album. Mm-hmm. I love that. Or album. or a band for an, or an, a band name. Yeah, band for a name, name band, name a band name. It's like some band from like night or from like two thousand six. We are eternal loop of dying. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and this album's called Hate Code. <laughs> a little inside joke between me and Kerwin had earlier. Um, there yes. is a, a, the unfortunate part about this is an undercalculated time period seeing the developers uh, now entering a crunch period, unanticipated crunch period. So rather than celebrating the release of their done game, do realize that these people are uh, even further quarantined away from their families and working very hard to get this game into your dirty Cheeto stained fingers. So quit your bitching. Real American heroes. Well, for they are, they're saving you a lot more bitching. Uh, from a lot more bitching. Agreed. Agreed. But at the same time, I while I would rather have a game delayed than give me a a released piece of crap that I can put in my hand, um, I would I I really don't have any sympathy for those who didn't meet their deadline. 
It's such I mean, a huge team, and this seems like the the problem with this is that it has to work across multiple platforms, including new ones that aren't out yet. Agreed, agreed. But so it's it's a variable. That's your job. I mean, I I don't expect people to feel sorry for me when I have to stay late at work. But we do because we're good people. I well, felt bad for uh, you. You stayed late last night, and I felt bad for you. I did. I was I was at work till about eleven thirty, but. But that being said, I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, I don't, it, yeah, it, it sucks that it's not ready. It sucks that they have to spend more time working on it, but I mean, that's what they do. Better give me cool stuff. Okay. I got some other news here. What do I you very much like the character Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is a, a Marvel hero that runs around and pulls his pants down at the villains. I now know more about Moon Knight, Moon Knight than I ever did. Not true. I'm not sure that's accurate. Not at all. So he's basic. He's no. kind of the answer to Batman in a way from Marvel. He's a little bigger in the 70s. They've 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 tried some very interesting things with Moon Knight. He's supposed to, his actual name is Mark Spector. You've probably seen the character all like white with like the little uh, moon on his chest, and a crescent and, moon. Yeah, and the hood and all that stuff, and a little staff. Uh, cool, cool looking character. Uh, but his name is Mark Spector. He is a mercenary with a bunch of alter egos, so a master of disguise kind of thing. But a little more, uh, a lot less putting on masks like Mystery, uh, Mystery Science Theater, like uh, Mission Impossible. A lot more uh, uh, mystical. Uh, however, they did some really cool things recently. Well, I say recently, but it was probably about ten years ago, uh, where they actually showed that he was, um, like. Uh, had multiple personalities. They 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 they've tried to do a lot with them in the comics, uh, but nothing has ever really stuck for more than twelve, fifteen issues. But he is going to make his debut, possibly, on Disney Plus as it with a show, and apparently Oscar Isaac is uh you know good old Poe Dameron. Poe Dameron is, is going to play uh him. Is also- he is uh let's see he. In order to better fight the criminal underworld, uh, he decided to take on these different alter egos. He eventually became the conduit for the Egyptian moon god, Khonshu. Most recently, the character was a consultant who dresses in all white and goes by the name Mr. Knight, which doesn't sound super exciting, but if the fight scenes are handled correctly and the character design is cool, uh, uh, Oscar Isaac is a great case, or a great actor to play this. Uh, This is being developed by Jeremy Slater, who was the person that developed the Umbrella Academy uh, for Netflix. So did a good job on that. Had some cool ideas there. So I'm interested to see what happens. And we will see if Oscar Isaac signs on the dotted line because this was reported in Deadline and the contract negotiations are still going on. Mr. Knight sounds far less mystical and more corporate. (laughs) Yeah. It, yeah, if it's even if it's um, by his initials, he's M Knight. who directs subpar movies with bad twists. What's the twist? Huh. What a twist! I'm yes. not gonna lie. I liked The Sixth Sense. I thought the, the Sixth Sense was, I think, his best movie by far. But I mean, I didn't see the twist coming at the end of the Sixth Sense. Hey, I thought it was a hey, very that well was done before. Movie. That was before. All of those movies had to have some twist to them. Look, Unbreakable is one of my favorite movies. 
absolutely love that movie. But that now, you know, the, I, I, I tried to give money back to the person who bought my ticket to see the village. <laughs> so, yeah. he it, it kind of reminds me of some of like a baseball hitter that just like swings for the fences every time they get up to get up to plate. What was that thing from Signs? Didn't he like point or something? Some shit with the base. Swing away. Yeah, swing away. Yeah. Yeah. Because all the cups of water everywhere. That reference happens in my house all the time because I'm one of those that will take the glass of water to bed. But I usually have the previous night's glass of water, or it's usually empty, but I end up with like three glasses on my nightstand. And my wife is like, are you waiting for the aliens? <laughs> so I, I hang my head in shame and carry the glasses out of the room. Yeah. This is a swing away, Greg. Conversation yes. we might need to have on our patron only episode. However, and I and I do have a an open glass next to my bed because I will knock that shit over. <laughs> I've I've done it a couple times, but not often. Uh, I I do inform her that if the aliens do show up, she's on her own because she mocked me. I have told Jen numerous times that she's not allowed to have open containers next to the bed. She's actually shorted out electrical equipment because she's knocked stuff over. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, no, no more. Yeah. You no, you're not allowed to have open containers next to the bed. No. <laughs> nice. Well, d- Jer- uh, j- Jeremy, yes, the notes here. J- Jeremy Slater is the, I saw Jeremy as I was asking for Rob. Uh, do you have any news? Do you have any news, Jeremy? Are we gonna? Are we going to well, talk about our lovely state? Not, nothing. Nothing more than. Um, well, one game snuck out on me, and the other one actually was released yesterday. So I haven't had an opportunity to play it yet, but I did purchase it. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be testing that one out for y'all, and that'll be the Cobra Kai game, which was released yesterday. The game that snuck out on me that I completely forgot about was the GI Joe game. Yeah, it's already out. And I read some reviews and I watched some gameplay and decided I probably was not going to buy it. I'm going to get it eventually. It's not that expensive. It's uh, like 40 bucks, dude. Well, it's not 60. Well, it's true. It's weird what our idea of not that expensive is. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, a lot of the stuff that I've seen... I, I will get it probably when it hits like the $20 range. That, that that might be worth buying. But a lot of stuff that I've seen says that the controls are clunky. They're not very good. It's kind of hackneyed. And, you know, so I, I mean, I even saw one that says the more that I play this game, the less I like it. And I'm like, oh, that's not a good review. <laughs> yeah. That makes me sad. So and watching some of the gameplay of it, I was like, mm, I don't know. It's the G.I. Joe game is only cooperative if you're playing local. Like if you're both, if it, it's a couch co-op, that's it. You can't play local online. The only thing that you can play online, it looks like, is is PvP. And I have no interest in doing that. All right. What happened in Florida? What happened in Florida? What didn't happen in Florida? I guess that is the question. What is the most ridiculous thing you can think of? It's probably happened in Florida. And this week, w- WTF. What the Florida... Trying to censor myself a little bit uh, this week. Story comes. It's a good fucking idea. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> what the Florida? Yep, what the Florida? Welcome to Florida. This week's story comes to us 
courtesy of Mr. Christopher Pennington, 47, when a man, his neighbor, 73 years old, said he was sleeping and heard some noise and woke up to find a man rummaging through his closet. Mr. Pennington proceeded to push the 73-year-old man to the ground, stole the victim's truck, and fled the scene. The 73-year-old man got on his bike with his oxygen tank to travel to a store to contact the authorities. Well, Mr. Pennington took the victim's truck to a wooded area, burglarized two more residences, and ate their food while he was inside. When authorities responded, they found Mr. Pennington yelling in the yard. Now, if you see the picture, go ahead. I'm confused. Is Mr. Pennington the 73-year-old man on oxygen? The 73-year-old man was pushed down by Christopher Pennington. Okay, Pennington is the thief, not the victim. Okay, rode his bike with his oxygen tank. He called the authorities. Uh, Mr. Pennington continued his spree by, again, breaking into the homes of two more victims, eating their food, and screaming in their lawns. Now, if you see the picture of this gentleman, you may may be able to picture that. He has got several tattoos on his face. He's got a 99 above his left eyebrow and some other initials over his right. The... It's almost like he was playing one of those games where you like roll a bunch of dice and it tells you to do various things. And it was like, do various Florida crimes, like rummaging in someone's closet, steal a truck, do other crimes. I, I think we just invented the Florida man game. Yeah. Like roll your dice. <laughs> oh. Racist tirade at a Waffle House. Okay, guys, I'll be Take back. Take your pants off. The, one, the first one is the action. It's like, take your pants off. Yeah. Steal a car. Racist tirade. Uh, go get some some uh, some drugs. Wrestle an alligator. Florida man boggle. <laughs> Maybe it's three dice that you roll. We need to patent that shit. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to mute this section so nobody steals that from us. He broke into three homes and he was uh, caught yelling in someone's yard by Marion County Sheriff's Office. So, uh, hopefully, uh, that ends Christopher Pennington's reign of terror. I want to invite a Florida police officer on someday. Like, what's the most naked, feces-smeared alligator fucker that you've ever arrested? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, like, they're, like, you're going to have to be more specific than that. There's been 47 of yeah, us. Yeah, right. <laughs> this week. <laughs> yeah. I've been a police officer for five years. I've seen that at least 27 times. Covered in feces more than I can count. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Florida, for enlightening thank us. Thank you. For all. And it is time. Yeah. I think. What, what should we do here? Let's. We, we got a movie. We should probably close on the movie. Okay. Uh, let, let's talk about the book. I'm excited about this this book conversation. Let's do that. And this book, of course, courtesy of Rough House Publishing at roughhousepublishing.com, R-O-U-G-H, housepublishing.com. And our good friend Derek Rook 
Now, this book is written by Steve, all hallows Steve Van Stampen. <laughs> I absolutely love yes. that nickname for him on the website. The book was released on October. Um, I'm sorry, not released yet. The book will be released on January 29th of 2021. Day after my birthday. Now, as of this recording, you can, I'm sorry, pre-order. No. Nope, I'm right. You can pre-order the book starting on Friday. Yes, and I will talk about that, but the recording will be going out tonight. Yes. So if you happen to listen early, there's going to be an event and we will talk about that right at the end. Yes, of this. we will. So, getting right into the book, written by Steve Van Sampson. The synopsis is as follows. Rander Belmorn is far from home. He searches tirelessly for the one man who might be able to cure his dying son's illness. But time is running out. The road, a frozen waste at the very edge of the world with a single lingering question. How do you kill a witch? I don't know. Water. Do you kill a witch? Well, I'm telling you. I'm melting. I'm melting. But I'd have to kill you because I am not going to spoil this at all. Um, Other than maybe talking about some of the locations, the things that I like about this book, and some of the characters, that's all you're going to get. I'd really, really encourage this book on anyone who enjoys the fantasy genre. Um, mm-hmm. It's a, it's a bit of a, a genre blending kind of book. I was describing it to someone and they said, so a horror fantasy. And I said, well, yeah, you can, it's more dark fantasy. There aren't really any, Oh my God, this is so scary moments in this book um it is uh described also as a as a monster book that it is as well but i loved it loved love love this book i love the author's writing style i'll talk a talk a little bit uh about that greg no i i I'm not the the big, yeah, I'm not the big hard fantasy uh, book reader, although I have found that I like uh, soft, softer fantasies written by hard (laughs) fantasy authors. Rob is a child. (laughs) You're killing me. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Just wait. Big hard fantasy. I am. I, I do like to place hard fantasy aside for softer fantasies. No, um, so, like, I was, I'm always worried because, like, I it's, I love the the artwork, I love that kind of stuff, and then when I, but when I pick a book, I'm like, I'm, I should like this, but I tend to get lost in the names and all that oh, stuff, man. Especially when you get like into something like uh, reading a Game of Thrones before you'd seen the yeah. show. Oh, jeez, and there's so, right. and there's I, so I many things, and then like, you'll get into five straight pages describing a meal and it's like yeah okay but but who was that person so let's go let's talk about this book though uh you know i've i've 
because we got a pre-review, we get a chance to to write reviews, which is cool. This is what, like one of the things we do the podcast for is we get to see some things early. And the big thing I could tell you is that there is a he has a way of writing where he can introduce the scene, the character, and exactly the the stakes of the scene and what it, what the area looks like in like a sentence and a half. Yeah. Like, and it did it multiple times and to the point of where it just moves along and you know the characters, you care about the characters. And it's, I thought it was very well written and I, I enjoyed it very much. Um, it had uh, a fantastic description that I loved. Would um, that uh, uh, sweet and revolting like maggoty beef. Mm. They were referring, it was referring the to the guard's uh, breath. The guard's breath, yes. Yeah. I was like, nice. Um, so that, that would be my, my initial uh, thought. And I've got a couple other thoughts later, but let's uh, hear what Rob has to say. I, I haven't finished the book yet. I'm actually not terribly far into it. What I've read, I've actually really liked. And I mean, I, you, you guys know the, the main genre of books that I listen to or read is fantasy. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is right up my alley. It's, it's got a narc, a, a nice dark twist to it or a nice dark feel to it. Sure. In addition to, to the fantasy, uh, the, the, what you have written right here, I'm assuming this is Jimmy, the character description. Yeah. I, I agree with that 100% because as he's describing the highwayman's out oh, yeah. uh, look, I'm like, holy shit, that's Brotherhood of the Wolf. That's, which is, by the way, a great, great film. Oh, if you yeah. haven't seen it, you should check that out. Um, but yeah, the, the character description really seems a whole lot like Brotherhood of the Wolf, but even, even stuff like the city description of, uh, what, what is it, Rune? Yep. Rune reminds me of a city right out of Lord of the Rings sure. with the giant wall and the, the, the carved stone defenders. What, what was it they called them? The, the last shield city yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just, just, just a meshing of all of these different types of fantasy and it's all working. I, I, I'm enjoying what I've read. I I've blown through like, probably the first third of the book it's no no not at all and it's it's a very easy read i i would disagree with greg a little bit i do think that he does go on more than a sentence and a half for some descriptions but it's not unwarranted like it's it's hard to explain but sometimes you'll get an author who wants to go on these really long verbose descriptions about things and and they'll reiterate the same thing over and over and over again you're like all right jesus i get it go on and that's not the case with this book i i'm actually i'm like i said i'm actually enjoying it it's not too too wordy it's not too over overly descriptive he gets on with the story and so far at the point that I'm at, he's actually broken it up a couple of times. So it's also got that whole <laughs> uh, Game of Thrones feel where, you know, they have like different chapters for different characters and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was flipping through it so, today and I, you, yep. So it's, it, like I said, it's so far it's good. I'll have to, I'll have to let you know what I think of it when I finish it. Cause I think Jim, aren't you the only one who's finished it so far? Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm a little past halfway. Okay. Yeah, but de- mm-hmm. definitely worth a read when it comes out. Yeah, my my other thought 
that as I was reading through this, uh, when you read these books and there's a large amount, or there's not a huge amount of characters, but when you, when you run into different characters and they get described, you kind of in your, in your head pick, okay, I like this character. I don't like that character. I don't like this character. And then you just wait to see what terrible things the author is going to do to them. Like, especially, you know, horses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a cringe in, in, in fantasy. Yeah, and it's like, oh, well, that character's great. Uh, that's not a good thing. I, I really like this character. There's no way that it's not getting, he or she is not getting bludgeoned by a minotaur or something. Uh, and ultimately, that's what turned me off of Game of Thrones, was that every time I found a character I like, he killed them. I was like, why do I even bother reading this? There's literally... Like almost no one I care about anymore. Yeah. I stopped reading. I think that's a very good point to bring up for people who may be a bit um, turned away from fantasy with the the very deep, still fresh wound that the uh, small screen adaptation of, of Game of Thrones left us all with. I listened to the first few books of that, and yeah, it was just very names so many names so many people to keep track of and so many stories to get mixed up with somebody else but this this book this novel has about six main characters i'm gonna say four main main characters and like rob was saying there's you know there's one chapter uh written about one character there's another chapter written about another character and then you get a chapter where their stories intertwine a bit my favorite thing when i was reading this book and i just i just i i read books as i go to sleep i i don't really ever read um you know fantasy or or uh you know fiction any other time so there's a mm-hmm. point where i get to it and I just put the book down. And I was like going to make this face, but I know no one can see me other than you guys. But I kind of put the book down and I, I turn my head up to the side and go, man, that's fucking brilliant. Um, it, you get to a point where you're just like, God, I, I got to know what, how, what, why, why is that character mm-hmm. connected to this one thing? I need to know. I need to know. And he does yep. this beautiful kind of thing, this pacing where the story is advancing. And it's in three to four sentences, right? And then it's the next chapter is catching up. I'm sorry. The next section is catching up with that character's past. And that's three to four sentences. And it just kind of, you know, switches back and forth. But it it keeps the story going at the same time. And I think it's just absolutely brilliant. It put the book down, you know, at midnight and just kind of do a little off because uh what he was doing was masturbating right there and what i could see through the i camera. was clapping you oh, asshole oh he was clapping i'm sorry sorry you were clapping your asshole oh my God. <laughs> that was a weird way to masturbate <laughs> he was he was clapping out there so some of the characters in this book without uh, without i don't know why I that, like arnold schwarzenegger and you guys are getting the better of me Rander Belmorn, the Blackfoot, uh, and a Crow, the main characters. Rivka is another character in there with an exceptionally named bandit. 
bandit king uh, named Manus Morgrig. Like that. That oh, sounds so bandity. And I'm, I hopefully I'm not going to butcher this, but it's the way I pronounced it in my head. Speaking of butcher, that is Slater or Slaughter is Manus's butcher, whom. See, I I read it as Slagter. Slagter, okay, Slagter. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he this mysterious character who wears a plague doctor's mask. Uh, mm-hmm. that, Jimmy's making his head say, not gonna say too. Much. Okay, so let, 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 before we get into spoilers, sure. let's just let's let's explain not, to the, everyone not, out there how oh, they can. Shit. I know, I know, I know. Let's uh, get into how people can order this book. Uh, so this is being released by Roughhouse Publishing, as Jimmy said at the top of the episode, mm-hmm. or at the top of this description. Uh, they are on Friday, so Halloween Eve. So that's October thirtieth, uh, two thousand twenty. If you're listening to this in the future, I'm pointing at nobody at eight p.m. Oh. They are doing pre-orders, and I don't know if you guys are aware of Roughhouse Publishing, but they do. They don't just send you a book when you nope. order it. You are going to get the uh, stickers. You're going to get pins. There's a bunch of different packages, kind of like a uh, and there's uh, three formats, two editions, and one monster mo- m- bleh, one monster novel is there at the advertisement there. But the, uh, of course, the uh, the formats are I think a hardcover, a soft cover, and an audio audiobook. Um, but there's all sorts of stuff. If you go to roughhousepublishing.com, digital format. Yes, they, they all they do have an audiobook as well. Um, there'll be stickers, pins, posters, all sorts of stuff. The art on this thing is Arkans, awesome. Uh, but the author of the book will be kind of introducing the book to the world on Facebook, doing like a Facebook live thing. So if you happen to see this and they're really cool people, yeah. uh, apart from, you know, being an awesome author, awesome publisher, uh, they will you know, like, like we have copies of it and I'm, I'm going full I'm in going, on the, the ultimate top because there are yeah, only gonna be so edition. many copies available of these mm-hmm. ultimate signed editions with posters. Uh, my fiance asked me last night, did you finish the book? I said, yeah, and I can't wait to read it again. So yep. having you guys know me, you know how hard it was for me to switch over to digital formats of books. Um, having a physical copy of this I don't want to carry it around and, and shove it in people's faces <laughs> because I loved it. I I, I really and truly did. Um, also, you guys know trolls get a bad rap. Hmm? Uh, trolls, trolls get a bad rap in uh, a lot of other uh, media, but uh, there's a, a little bit of a different take on on trolls in this novel. I just woke up. I just woke up from that. You just woke up from that. From that. From the oh, trolls. got it. Okay, so don't call them trolls. They're the the person. Yeah. Um, but look forward to getting to that. Uh, I, I'm not going to say too much more about that. But man, there's just so much, so much beauty in this book. Yes. Cool. Well, that was. Mark of the Witchworm. Mark of the Witchworm. You can check out the Witchworm page. Witchworm? Witchworm. 
Um, you can check oh, out the okay. author's page searching for Steve Van Sampson. S-T-E-V-E-V-A-N Sampson S-A-M-S-O-N on Facebook and check out roughhousepublishing.com for more information. I look forward to speaking with the author hopefully here soon. I think it's time for some music. Yeah! Yeah, you too. So, gentlemen, if you haven't heard about the bird, everybody's heard about the bird. Oh my God, have you ever seen the video for that song? I have not. You should you should look it up. It's on YouTube. There's a dude. It's like shit. It's like in the fifties or some shit. But the whole thing is just some dude with it in like this suit with this weird hair walking around this circle in a dark room. It's like a lit circle in the middle of the room. He's just walking around, just like angrily, like throwing himself around. And it's like, what the fuck am I looking at? So that was our review of So Below's new album. I'm just kidding. That certainly puts a new twist on that. I thought it was just some cool surf song, but it's about a crazy person. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, the album that we're speaking of, that I'm speaking of, is Left Behind by an artist from New Zealand, So Below. The album was released on October 21st of this year. She describes it as an album six million years in the making. <laughs> I saw that. I've been following So Below since sometime last year. I was introduced to her music by a coworker. You can find out more about her at sobelow.co and find her on Instagram at sobelowsound. She's very funny on Instagram. She's, She's cool. very cool. She recommends some really good sci-fi books. Um, this is before even getting to the, the music. Um, what? Did you see? There was like one interview with her online that I found. <laughs> and someone asked about her hobbies. And she said, I started watching all 12 seasons of Murder, She Wrote. And Crash Bandicoot just got re-released for PlayStation 4. I also love cooking. I have my own pasta machine, which I use on the rig. And I really love a lot of sci-fi. Wow. I'm so boring. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, you're so... You're She'll so share a, a picture of a book and say, yeah, you know, if you're a real sci-fi nerd like me who likes to to read... Well, getting right into it, the album... Uh, how better to describe it than just playing some of it? And I'll start here. Uh, my favorite track from the album is called Clear. It's a very big sounding track, and here we go with that.
So I had not heard this of her. I haven't heard anything. And the band name, I was like, you know, I, I put it on or the musician name, I put it on. I'm like, okay, is this going to be some sort of heavy death metal kind of thing? Is it going to be, cause you obviously no, right. been heavier. Yeah. So I put it on when I was grading this, this afternoon. I was like, damn, this is good. And by track three, I was like, okay, I get the vibe. I'm into it. Uh, the self-proclaimed goth pop thing description that she uses. And like, I was trying to describe it to someone It has, a, it's a little bit goth, but not overpowering. Uh, it's yeah, definitely yeah. got some EDM style sounds and builds to it. Like when it builds up, uh, it's got, <laughs> it's got an email that I just got apparently. <laughs> um, Bling. Yeah. So it's got all that stuff. Uh, in fact, like as soon as I was hearing it, I was like, Oh, I can name at least four of my yeah. friends that would love this. So I like go check this out. And one of the pe one of the people's like, I'm listening to Fool right now yeah. and it's great. Like Yeah. So and this is someone that, you know, when you look, they've if you looked on like Instagram or uh, somewhere, there's like a, a thousand followers. And the album sounds great. Yeah. You could be cool and be there on the ground floor. Then when she they gets when she gets super popular, you can be like, Yeah, I liked her when she only had like a thousand yeah, followers. And uh Man, I hope she does. It's um, not so much goth in the sense of, I mean, there's some some influence there. I'd have to say, of like a Bauhaus or even to some degree, like a like a Cure. But uh, what I I would say, if you're a fan of um, EDM, though I hate that term, if you're a fan of electronic yeah. music, um, techno, electronica especially if you lean towards the trip hop you know area of that like a uh, female yeah, vocals like a, uh, like a tricky or or anything of that nature um definitely definitely checked out my it was a uh to me it was very reminiscent and this is because i've been reaching for something reminiscent to crosses because I miss crosses. It was like a much, it was like crosses with the edges so sanded off. Crosses. Like less aggressive Chino crosses. Marino crosses. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. He said he's going to revisit some of those unfinished tracks. Yeah. Oh, thank God. I've been, oh, man, I love that band. One album and like five tracks. That's, and I miss them. But anyway, yeah, it's really good. If you, uh, you, you liked, uh, what was the name of the song you just played? That was clear. Clear. Yeah, I was a big fan of Fear. Uh, that, that, that like driving kind of woodwind electronic sound to it. It was. I was like, man, this this is it. I listened to it and then I listened to it again on the way on a drive today. And then I listened to it again when I got home. So I've listened to it three times in one day. Well, again, check out SoBelow.co. I, I have to, to say this uh Real quick, um, some of my favorite female vocalists from the genre and people who I would have to say, if you are a fan of them, you'll very much like So Below. It's going to be uh, Nikki Flores. Uh, Greg, you're, you're familiar with yes. Nicola Hitchcock. Yes. If you're not f as familiar with her, she was in a, uh, a project called Mandalay. 
the album Solace is absolutely my top 10. And Beth Gibbons of Portishead. Very airy kind of vocals. Um, but there's also So Below. So check out So Below. So Below.co. See, I'm trying out my rap career right now. Also, listen to her Dumb. music on Spotify and purchase it through Bandcamp as well. Uh, thank nice. you, James, for introducing me to So Below. So to close out this episode, you guys got a chance to watch a werewolf film. Is a werewolf or a wolf film? Well, either way, I was about to watch it, but of but of course, you bought it on your credit card. I, uh, I well, I don't know what they bought on my credit card. I just got this like random message that six dollars was spent on my credit card. Then I was like, okay. Then I sat down to watch it, and I had just paid money for the other for the movie we're covering on Monday, uh, which is Once Bitten out there. Yeah, spoiler for you guys. Uh, but we are, uh, and I was like, man, the, uh, it's, this costs more money than something I, cause I would have had to start at a one in the morning last night. So I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna, if I'm going to spend that much money, I'm going to enjoy it. So you guys tell me about this movie and let me know if it's worth my money. Well, I guess I'll go ahead and start this one because I actually I actually paid full price for this. I, I bought it and I bought it at $14.99. I mean, largely that was because I didn't see any other options on Amazon mm-hmm. Prime when I went to look. But I I enjoyed it. It the, the movie is called The Wolf of Snow Hollow. It was released on October 9th of this year, 2020. It's directed by Jim Cummings, who when we initially talked about this movie, it was not the Jim Cummings that I thought it was movie i think yeah i was super excited about it directing I I like, oh shit well never mind and who is that rob holy shit who is the jim you thought jim coming hey, well i mean i i'm slightly unfamiliar with him but he has done other things like well, thunder no, road i believe is one of his oh the jim cummings we thought it was was the voice of Darkwing duck the voice of winnie the pooh He's he's done numerous things. Uh, very very well loved actor who has done a lot for uh, done a lot with Disney actually. But this is another actor by the name of Jim Cummings, and the movie actually stars Jim Cummings, Robert Forrester, Chloe East, Ricky Lindholm, and Jimmy Tatro. And the synopsis is: a stressed out police officer struggles not to give in to the paranoia that grips his small mountain town as bodies turn up after each full moon. Yeah, I feel like that's a the not and, and look, I I put that synopsis in there, but I feel that that doesn't lead that doesn't that's not good enough. It's not, but it also that's doesn't spoil true. anything. Yeah, go ahead. I I I certainly I I don't want to spoil the big kind of twist in this. I I don't know because that was one of the things that I actually did not like about this movie. You see, I wrote it in there. The in the things we loved about this and the things we didn't like about this. Yes. Do you not want me to share that? We can on the on the, the caveat <laughs> that Well, I just read it okay. and now I feel spoiled. 
because well, you yeah, are it, it's yeah. a huge spoiler at this point because it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying, the the description of this film, the synopsis that we gave, the synopsis that I wrote down, I don't feel is good enough. Mm-hmm. I don't think it, it captures mm-hmm. the stress that this police officer is is going through. Through is not just because bodies are turning up mutilated. And and let's be honest, he he is he is straight up yeah. freaking the hell out. I mean. He, he he is he is a man yeah. on the edge. Yeah. He is he is the guy in every police force that you do not want carrying mm-hmm. a gun. Yeah. Cause he gonna because he's gonna flip yeah. and shoot somebody. I mean he he is on the edge. He's, he's got a teenage daughter. Who's, uh, she's turning eighteen. Mm-hmm. She's going to college. He's got an ex. Uh, his ex wife. Ex wife. That thinks he's a loser and and gives him a hard time at yep. every chance he was, she can. He's making his life so very difficult. He's a recovering alcoholic, mm-hmm. uh, seemingly mm-hmm. always on the verge of relapsing, and mm-hmm. he's got a father who's in denial yep. about a heart. He was played by Robert Forster, who passed away mm-hmm. last year. Um, who was also. The uh, the lead in the movie Alligator. That mm-hmm. yep, yep, it was the detective on, uh, on our episode with Kerwin. Um, if you have access to the show notes, it's there, and you can gain access to our show notes by becoming a patron of the show. We'll get to that later, but he, uh, he... tell me what you thought of this movie, I love Jimmy. I really, really I really enjoyed, enjoyed it. it. I had a a bit of a hard time with the end. I'm I'm still trying to to man. I watching your faces, watching you guys talk for the for the last five minutes. I was did not think you really? liked it at all. You guys, the, everything you said was just flat. I'm trying. I'm trying. He's trying really hard not to we're, spoil we're, it. We're going gotcha. to. I'm trying to get to that point. Um, however, but the uh, our episode featuring Kerwin downloads some Jesus. You can hear our review of um, the movie Alligator, starring Robert Forster, who had a great uh, prank that he pulled on Chloe East, um, the the uh, one of the stars of this film. She uh, really wanted to pick his brain because he is such a veteran of Hollywood and to find out, um, you know, some more movies she could add to her collection to watch some movies from this, this legend that this might recommend. And she dat- sat down with him as lunch at, at lunch. His career was resurrected by Quentin Tarantino basically. And she asked him if he can recommend any movies to her. And he says, have you ever seen the film alligator? And she's like, no, 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 I'll, I'll check it out. And he's like, okay. So he goes on and lists all these movies, and all the movies starred him. Which I just think is, is such a funny, funny move. Um, but he, yeah. he was great in it. And uh, what what did you think, Rob? You you said you loved it. I, mm-hmm. I did. The... 
it was it was far more than what I expected because yeah. honestly, I being what we do in this podcast, I, very frequently I end up with movies that I'm like, well, you know, this could be okay, and then I'm like, oh my god, this mm-hmm. was total shit. This was a pleasant surprise. I actually expected this one to be kind of bad. And it actually wasn't. I actually got Jen to watch it with me. She was like, you know, it wasn't it wasn't terrible. And I was like, I know, but I actually <laughs> liked it. And the the movie itself moved along at a good clip. There were definitely some parts that made me laugh out loud. I I did think that Jim Cummings' character, which is the stressed out cop, was a little over the top at times. There was there were certain things that it didn't really seem to make sense, but I mean, you. at the same time, I feel like you can't really criticize somebody for the way that they deal with stress, you know, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it, he's not a real person, so I don't <laughs> know why I feel like I have to to qualify that. But that being said, I thought there were some some decisions made that didn't really make sense. Some some reactions that yeah. didn't really I make know, sense. Exactly he he he. It, at certain points, he kind of got what he deserved. And I'm like, well, you know, you, you kind of deserve that because you're a dick. But all in all, I thought the movie moved along very well. The I'll say it. One of the things that I loved about this movie was the werewolf Ooh. looked friggin' awesome. And they didn't they didn't show you too much. So it yeah. kept you going through the movie. And... And for what, I mean, honestly, I know that this starred, um, you know, Robert Forrester, who's not a huge name, but he's a decent sized name. But I, I didn't expect it to have a big budget. But even with that, they did some great things with the special Absolutely. effects that they had. Absolutely. Yeah, one thousand percent. And and you were saying they didn't show the the werewolf. Um, they didn't show it too much or too little. Right. And I was I was honestly surprised at how That's early he exactly showed up. Exactly where I was going with that. And like, is this going to be one of those, you know, the first Hulk movies where you don't see the monster and you're just kind of left to put it together for yourself? For oh wait, there, he is. Mm-hmm. like yes, it's not one of those. Thank goodness. And there were not only those effects, the practical effects, which were fantastic, the gore, the bodies, the, the, you know, mm-hmm. All, mm-hmm. all that stuff, but also. The fucking editing in this movie was phenomenal. They're showing the moon yeah, reflecting really in was. the paw print, and then it comes out and it's like in the dude's coffee mug. Stuff like that was just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very well cut, very well edited. The acting was really good as well. I mean, while while I did say that that the Jim Cummings character was, was a bit over the top. I mean, he was all in on it and he, yeah. he sold it, sold it a hundred percent. Even if I thought it was a little bit over the top, I mean, he was all in and, and, and everybody, as far as the acting was concerned, did a great job. The directing was great. I, like I said, I loved that they included that, that you saw the werewolf, you saw it early, but it was still kind of like it was in shadow. It was dark, so you couldn't really get good views of it. And then you had then you had the one scene, you know, the one I'm talking about yeah. in the car, yeah. where the werewolf stands up. I was like, "Oh, man. that's awesome!" He stands up and he drops the arm. Yeah. Bloop. 
<laughs> I was like, oh, Which, shit. Oh, leads me to... <laughs> uh, I can't. Without, you know, stopping the podcast or, or throwing up the sirens at the, the very end of it. And Rob and I, you know, we, we can talk, um, I guess, off when we pause or whatever. But uh, there there's... Yeah. It's good. That, go ahead. The, I will say the movie itself is great. You should watch the movie. I really liked it. The ending leaves you with some questions. But ultimately, and, and I didn't like what they did, but ultimately it was still a good movie. And you should definitely check it out. I don't know that I would pay full price for it, but it's definitely yeah. worth a rental. In my opinion, I would I would definitely say it's worth a rental, and it'll it'll keep you entertained, and you won't be sorry that you paid the six bucks or whatever whatever yeah. it is to rent. Agreed. This is a movie that as soon as I see that it's coming out on Blu-ray, I'm grabbing it. I I want this special. I want. Yeah, I, and I bought yeah. it on Amazon. Um, so, but uh, well, and and I agree with you. Well, I I wanted a different ending. I I wanted there to be something different <laughs> without. Without completely mm-hmm. blowing it open, but uh, I was I was satisfied with the the way it wrapped up, and um, yeah, highly recommended. For the route they yep. took, they did a good job with it, wrapping it up. I would have liked the story to have been different, but ultimately, the story is yep. what the story was, and you know, for what they chose to do, they did a good job with it. <laughs> You'll just have to watch it and find out for yourself. <laughs> you gotta watch it. So I believe that uh, brings us to the end of our side A episode. That's it for side A, ladies and gentlemen. So if you have any issues with anything that we've said, you can email Greg all your hate mail at give me five podcast dot dot or no. Give me five podcast at gmail.com. I'll get there. Don't worry. I'll get there. I ain't getting you, no hateful emails this time because he doesn't fuck that up. <laughs> you can find us on facebook by searching for the give me five podcast you can reach us on twitter and instagram at give me five pod or you can go directly to our website give me five podcast.com and please guys leave us a leave us a review subscribe to our podcast whatever tell us what you think let others know what you think because it helps other people find us it moves us to the top of the search engine and it just generally makes us feel good and we need help we all do in these challenging sure. times, and uh, yeah. all of us, need, all of us need to pat our asshole or whatever it was. We talk clap about our that. asshole. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're naming this episode, <laughs> sir. So clapping <laughs> <laughs> your asshole. The worst thing that was ever said on this podcast was said by me last week. So let's um, just let's let that go. Yeah, uh, something else. In reference, in in reference to uh, yeah, fast and furious, something else that can make you feel good is by becoming a patron of the show. Uh, for five dollars a month, that gives you access to our Discord chat, where we have all kinds of fun things that we're planning. Uh, we just did our very first patron voted film, and that's going to be yeah, that was really it was fun. It was actually, fun to set up. It was. Uh, and it was like a spur of the moment thing over lunch. We're like, like we were texting and we're like, what should we watch? Because uh, something fell through and it was like, 
let's let the patrons pick. So the patrons get to have a little hand in the show. If you're a patron as well, you also get to uh, have a very special, potentially harmful to your career, detrimental top five list made about you on your birthday or around, depending on the night we record. Uh, For some higher rangers in there, you can also uh, curate an episode and join us. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash give me five podcast for all of that information. And we, uh, we just appreciate you checking that out. The uh, chat room is a lot of fun. Some really cool people in there and we, we're, we're cool stuff in there. Also, I'm yeah, there. The, there's one not cool person. In there. Yeah, there's, there's a lot yeah. going on. in there. So uh, a yeah. huge thank you to our patron of unusual size, Alec, who you're going to hear from next week. Absolutely. And guys, remember to check out our Monday Side B episode where we will talk about... Do we want to tell them here what we're talking about? Should we? Or is it a surprise? Should we just set up another vote? Whether we should tell them? I say yes. Okay, sure. On but, Monday, we're going to talk about the 1980s movie, the movie Once Bitten, on starring Jim by Carrey. patrons. Starring Jim Carrey. Yeah. And we got some a really fun question next week as well. What are your top five like, personal favorite? That was my phone, not a fart. Uh, the, <laughs> we feel like we have to specify that on the Give Me Five yeah, podcast. That, what are your top five scariest movement, m- movements? That was my top five scariest movement <laughs> moments from movies. That means specifically scared you and startled you when you watched the movie. So. You know, some of the some of the classic ones might not show up there because, you know, it might be something different. So anyway, thanks for listening. Good guys. morning. Good afternoon. And we'll talk to you on Monday. There's some news. There is some news. What news uh, would that be, gentlemen? Jimmy, go ahead. Jimmy froze. No, he didn't. He's blinking. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) His brain froze. I'm confused. Yeah. You've got got news. I'm. Your news was delayed, just like what you're about to talk about. Just like my response was delayed.